and welcome back, back to, to It Disney Matter, Matter Brackets It Does. With uh, us, Me Three Comedy. Comedy. Which is me, Marianne McRae. And me, Marianne McRae. Very funny. Ha, every ha, single ha. time. Uh, so we took a large break from our Disney podcast. A large break. Um, we encountered some problems trying to watch Fantasia. So these problems were... It makes us inordinately aroused. (laughs) (laughs) And every time we watch... Every time. Boom. It's a tough film to critique, I think. Well, also... In a comedy fashion. I was named after a composer, so throughout... Not a composer, a um, conductor. Uh, So I assume that every time I watched it, I just got a tear in my eye. The little in-betweeny bits. Yeah, no, that must have been it, yeah. And I was named after a mouse, so yeah. a mouse wizard. <laughs> Ooh, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? We all remember Marianne, the Marianne mouse wizard. Mouse, yeah. Right. Um, I think my pajamas smell. I like Doritos. She's just sniffing her slippers there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we decided after a while that we're just like we need to get back into it, and maybe chronological order wasn't the best idea. For us, you know. We like, I like going We're all history. over the place, aren't we? Oh, we're, I, we're mad. It would just take us about three years to get to any of the... The really juicy ones. The juicy ones. Um, but what we decided to do is we're going to... Just jump around. Uh, yeah. Uh, jump around. What? Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, I will say this. Are we in Apple, by the way? Yeah, that, that's probably... <laughs> Which is what's probably the off-putting food sounds that you're hearing. Yeah, one of many. What we've decided to do is we're going to have a massive tombola. We already have it. We bought it. And it's one of those of... machines that you spin and spin and spin and get a number out of it. Yeah, we've got tiny little balls. Um, that's just me. But we've also got them made for the films. Uh-oh. And each is numbered. We've painted all the numbers on them. 1 to 142, which is the number of films currently in the Disney list, which will keep growing, of course, as they produce more and more films. And we will keep watching them, we will of course. Until one of us dies, as in either us or... Disney, because we are going to die at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're born at the same time, we're going to die at the same time. Exactly. Well. Within six hours of one another. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a sad six hours. Yeah, and let's not talk about it, because I have to be the one that lives without you for six hours. Oh, yeah. So, we decided that we would, for our inaugural return... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that Can we call it inaugural if it's a return? I mean, is it return? We did two episodes. It's the big comeback. <laughs> This could end up being a trilogy. The big more. comeback. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. well, well. Um, return of the Me Three. Return of Me Three. It's Return of Me Three. Yes, Once I know. Once again. It's the Return <laughs> of Me Three. No, 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 no. Yeah, so we're going to throw all the numbers into the jar, except Pinocchio and Snow White. A jar? Well, you know what I mean. We're going to throw all the numbers into the big basket that we've got and then we'll rotate it. Yeah. Except for Snow White and Pinocchio because we already watched those guys. Yeah. You can catch up on those on our Facebook page. In your own leisure. Yeah. I'm going to take a photo of you uh, right now for the Facebook page. Oh, no, don't. Why not? Because this is what people do for their shows, for the podcasts. You have, like, all the guests that are in. Okay, so... Tombola noise, please. <laughs> tombola, 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 oh. Tombola, 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 oh. 69. Flubber. Which would be fitting, because, of course, um, uh, David Bowie died <laughs> this week. Yeah. And uh, another man that died was Robin Williams. Yeah. And, uh, but that was about a year ago. So we're finally coming round to 
to ah. being able to watch his films. The other options this week. Tumbala, 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 oh. Tumbala, 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 oh. Meza Peza Oppins. <laughs> Meza Peza Oppins, number 23. Mary Poppins. Oh, no, we didn't choose that one because that was the date, wasn't it? Oh, was The Lone Ranger was one of the options. Yeah, Lone Ranger was, but as in the most recent movie with Johnny Depp. Jean-Noir the Depp. Did you know that Johnny is another name for Condom? Did you know that Depp is another word for Bellend? So there you go, a Johnny mm. Depp. It's a Condom Bellend. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to know. Hello to any nieces and nephews listening. <laughs> I'll advise them not to. Oh, Bambi. Bambi, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, and of the three, we decided that the best option... For us... Would be... So, Starring Robin Williams, who so, we all remember from numerous beloved films. Including the duet with uh, Kylie Minogue, Kids. I honestly cannot describe how pleased Richard is with himself for that. Not least because it's relevant because we were at karaoke the other night and I made us sing it with me. And it was awful. Because I had to sing all the falsetto bits. Had to. That's, that's the key that Robin Williams sings it at. He's a piece of shit, isn't he? He's a Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, that's a condom bell end. Mm. Uh, Robbie, meaning peace, Williams, shit. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to watch Flubber, so we will see you in like two hours when we'll come back and chit chat about what we thought of Flubber. Ooh. Oh, bearing in mind, it's my first time of ever watching this film. Yes. At the age of 28. Having watched Flubber. Oh my giddy on. <clears throat> giddy, um, giddy, giddy on. What a film. What I'm going to say right from the outset is as I, as I mentioned, yeah. I've never seen this film before. Are you glad? Um, Up to this point. I mean, glad's not the word I would use. <clears throat> what word would you use? Mm, that. That word. <laughs> okay. Um, Can you spell that for me quickly? But they're like H M M U M. Hmm. Hmm. The plot had a few holes in it. The f- the f- the plot had some holes in it. Um. You're telling me. Maybe, no, maybe the plot didn't have some holes in it. The story had some holes in it. Let's just let's go through the story then. Let's let's just go through it. Yeah. It it's a story about a professor, and it begins with one of my favourite. Openings to any, so you get. Mad. So you know that he's a clearly a mad scientist. He's a mad he lives, scientist. He lives in squalor, and he opens eggs with lasers. No, yeah, but here's the thing, right? So this is in every sort of inventor film. You always start with this breakfast sequence where you have mm-hmm. all of these things making like, almost like a Rube Goldberg machine. N- name some more. I can name at least one. Wallace and Gromit. Yes, I didn't even think of that. What one. did you think of? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Well, this is what I'm coming what about to. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Does he do that? I'm it? sure he probably does. Although Pee Wee Herman does it too. In all of these situations, they have to have a cooked breakfast, otherwise it doesn't have any theatre. So I'm saying cholesterol levels of mad scientists is very high. <laughs> they don't ever eat just like a bowl of fruit. No. They never have like cereal because that'll no. just be someone pouring milk. And it, and to be honest, it's not very energy efficient. I just I wanted to just point that out that in, in, mad scientists must have a cooked breakfast. <laughs> but I would say that those breakfast machines are the thing almost everybody watching 
would long for. Mm-hmm. Especially this one, as right at the end of the sequence, trash cans get exploded out of the room and into... Into the front garden. Into the front garden. To be picked up by the trashmen. The, one of the main premises of the film is the romantic storyline. Yeah, and so this is this... where I find the first plot hole here. They don't live together. I don't find it believable. Maybe it's not a plot hole. It's just I don't find the story remotely believable hey. besides the flubber. Besides the flubber. Forget the flubber for a minute and let's just look at this story. He's not even living with his soon-to-be wife. I'll tell you who he is living with, though. A perverted... Flying robot. ...female robot. Flying robot called Weebo. Who is in love with him. Who is in love with him. So... And who, from the very outset of the film, is uh, able to fly, mm-hmm. which becomes the main conceit of how they overcome the possibility of uh, saving the school. Yeah. Let's not go into that. Uh, and is also self-aware. Yeah. And can learn. And is an incredible piece of technology, which would make absolutely millions of pounds. It, or dollars, if you like. Mm. Or, 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 or Deutschmark, if, if it, you know, <laughs> back in these days. What's talking yen? Why not? <laughs> Billions of yen. Billions of yen. I, I don't understand why he needs to invent Flubber to, to even think about making money. Yeah. So, yeah, this was... Maybe I missed this bit. I was preparing some cheese. No, I didn't know that the school needed to be saved in the first place. So, anyway, he wakes up. In his empty bed without his fiance in it because they don't live together. And I thought initially he was married to the robot. No. <laughs> I thought the robot was his girlfriend, no, but no, nay. No, he's just a very traditional man scientist <laughs> who doesn't like to live with his spouse until they are well and truly married. Hmm. But unfortunately for him, this is his third attempt at getting married because, because he's, he's so forgetful and mad. He's so forgetful and mad <laughs> and he, about science. Yeah. He's forgotten his own wedding. Price that he's going to get married. But one of the reasons why he might have gotten a bit mixed up was they didn't really take a day for their wedding. His is at yeah, 6 p.m. evening wedding after work. Yeah. And, uh, just just come in your work clothes guys. Also, he he planned it for 6 p.m. His wife planned it for 6:30. Oh, that's, that's just in dialogue. I didn't even know a minor that. inconsistency. Mm, because I mentioned that he had his watch set for exactly six thirty. It's like if your wedding's starting at six thirty, and you're so forgetful, yeah. maybe set the alarm an hour earlier. Write it down. Yeah. Don't don't rely don't rely on your sex robot. Yeah. Who is who's she only definitely sabotaged the wedding. Yeah. No, I mean that's made clear from the from the outset. Yeah. But you can't design a robot who's only. Uh, raison d'etre is to pleasure you and, and service you <laughs> to then have to also be your calendar Agreed. to remind you about your going into a monogamous relationship because she is not going to be happy with a menage à trois avec un robot de sexual <laughs> no no so I said this guy needs a calendar or a smartphone or a smartphone I mean this was 1997 I know but he's invented a flying robot I feel like he he just there's some inconsistencies with with the uh, going back to this this, this 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 flying robot hmm. who he has invented. One of the things he was very meticulous in inputting into the databanks of this robot was a vast quantity of copyrighted material from yeah. films to express <laughs> opinions and Largely feelings. Largely Disney films. Yeah, I, think. I mean, okay, we can understand that maybe she has recorded them herself as yeah. she's watched these things, like in a Wally-esque exactly. Sort of way. I mean, there's a lot of relations to Wally. Yeah, there was the Cheshire Cat. Snow White and Seven Dwarves, Goo 
goofy. I mean, these we can understand they had the Simpsons there, which I don't think is Disney, yeah. but it's 20th Century Fox, so maybe there was some interesting, relationship there. Interesting. Uh, but it was one of those, it was right, I mean, it was 97, so it was early Simpsons, mm. really trying to get on the bandwagon, hmm. and a bunch of old musical films. Simpsons started in the 80s, didn't it? Yeah, but it didn't really get big till about the early 90s. Not over here. No, over there. I no, I remember Took seeing away. I remember seeing a toy of Bart Simpson in somebody's window begging my mum to be allowed to watch The Simpsons and she wouldn't let me. Just because you've seen a toy in someone's window? Yeah, she said that I really Bart, Sim- see the Bart show. Simpson was naughty, so I wasn't allowed to know who he was. Oh really? Yeah. That's why they don't tell you tell you about the devil until you're fifteen. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Who's that? The devil. The devil. What's that? Ah. Oh. Anyway, so I say that um, I just have a, a note in big capital letters that says "so scatty." Yeah, they're really hammering home the fact that this guy has the mind of an elephant. I've written down here not an elephant, a goldfish. So the first, the second scene after mm-hmm. this incredible breakfast sequence, mm-hmm. he then goes to school on his yeah. electro-powered scooter, solar-powered scooter, and then he goes into class, his first class. And it's a, it's he starts teaching about physics. About physics, but what is actually the class is is a life drawing class. So yeah, I said nudes within the first five minutes. Classic Disney. Classic Disney, but also you didn't a, get to see any titties. No, I no was, titties. She had them covered up. I mean, that might have been the the, the version we watched because it was like a rip from a TV yeah, show. But uh, um, <laughs> what I liked was that in the life drawing class we have two nudes. The professor comes in and then she tries to cover herself up. Yeah, like. Like, he's not allowed to see it, but the rest of yeah. the 500 people in the class are. Exactly, yeah, because he's a respected professor. Yeah. And they are, I mean... I think probably because he's a scatty professor, she probably just assumes that he's a pervert. Why would he have a life drawing class in a lecture hall? That's what I wondered. It all just seemed a little bit at odds. I think it was two people who'd been taken hostage <laughs> and made to stand nude. Oh. And it was like an early form of an ISIS hostage video, but they were painting it. You know, like the Bayer Tapestry? Right, yeah. It's really like quickly like sew early documentary. what happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that was going to get sent to the US government. Oh, okay. Is my thing. Hostage for money. Yeah. That would explain because they're trying to, you know. Mm, that is a movie I would watch. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of the titties and the big dick that you'd have in it. The classic. Hostage videos have like a dong just sort of hanging around in shot. <laughs> You know? It would make them so much more watchable. With a little it? tiny balaclava over its head. That would be nice. Like over that. its depth. Yeah. So yeah, we are in the classic Robin Williams era here. The era of Jumanji. Yes. Jack with a backwards K. Yes. Uh, that's all I can think of yeah. in terms of classic Robin Williams movies. Yeah. Um, I have a note here that says, I always really believe it when Robin Williams says, I love you. Do you think he's talking to you? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the mark of what a wonderful actor he was. He makes me feel loved. Yeah, he um, talks to the the girlfriend on the phone. He says, I love you, or something like that. That wasn't a good impression. Oh, there was that bit. bit. We went like, oh, I love you. Every every endorphin in my body. Oh, towards the end, that was cringeworthy. I was like, Because he was basically saying, more love is just a chemical reaction, Mm. and you are my uh, stimulus. Forgot his rehearsal the night. So... Oh, yeah, the night before all this waking had up a, to a... He had a rehearsal. Breakfast. I've written Alzheimer's. This is... this is. That's could... what I thought. I said, I think if you were this forgetful, I'd be contacting a medical professional. Yeah? I wouldn't be like, okay, you've forgotten our wedding day two previous times, and I'm having to reinforce that we've got a third one coming up. You know what? And I'm... you might forget it. You know what I'm going to let you do? I'm going to let you have a fully functioning lab 
underneath in the basement of the house with explosives, chemicals, dangerous chemicals, all the equipment you might need to make a bomb. That's what an Alzheimer's patient should not have. Shouldn't. Well, I mean, actually, it's a matter of distinctions, really, isn't it? <laughs> but he does have a very snazzy bow tie. So it, it you does, kind yeah. of let him off with all this Again, stuff, can't you? He was very stereotypical mad professor. Oh, big time. You know? Big time. I mean, his hair was a little bit neat. Cuts, a little bit mm, too neat. No. Because on the on the DVD box, yeah. it's a bit more wild and he's like, Whoa. Yeah. I mean, hair is very hard to style throughout a film, isn't it? <sighs> I think they could have just invested a bit more in that. So you think that the of the $80 million budget, mm-hmm. some like maybe a, like a... 10 mil on hair yeah just like a wax or something yeah just to make it stick out of the sides a bit yeah I feel like he wouldn't have time for like combing his hair down if he's not got time to make breakfast he's had to invent a robot who can make his breakfast for him that's another one that like does his hoovering for him but he still has time to like comb his hair a toaster for a head quite weird but yeah he blew up his house in the process of doing science just like a mad Disney trope isn't it very early on and then it's just fine yeah. He has this massive accident that just comes out just with soot on his yeah. face. Before we watched this film, we spoke to my dear mother on the phone mm-hmm. and I said, oh, we're going to watch Flubber because I phoned her after we'd done the tombola. Yeah. And uh, she was like, oh, oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Is that the one about the dolphin? <laughs> so she had hilariously confused Flubber and Flipper. So I have a little note here yeah. <laughs> about after he's been doing his bit of science. Yeah. Flipper the dolphin pops out of the vet. He's <laughs> like, hi. Hi, guys. But I think I've jumped forward a little bit there. I liked that uh, during that conversation with your mother, uh-huh. uh, we had to explain to her what a podcast was. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, have fun doing your iPod later. Yeah. <laughs> that was your mum, apparently. Yeah, she doesn't speak in that accent. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Um, She's from the north, though, now. We'll cut that bit into it. <clears> so where I am now, I'm on the nemesis scene. Wait. So the, the, his arch nemesis comes in. So he's not invented Flubber yet? Not invented Flubber yet. Because I didn't write anything about that. <laughs> well, all I've, all I've written is he comes in... So he's doing some experiments on his own in, in a lecture hall. Yeah. The same lecture hall from the life drawing class earlier. Uh-huh. Presumably, it's, this is a set budget issue for the filmmaking. Anyway, the nemesis comes Spent in... everything on hair wax. On hair wax. <laughs> not enough on hair wax. <laughs> and this nemesis comes in, and he just touches everything, which in a lab situation is kind of dangerous. Yeah, and, and he just like, don't do it. And, but in a threatening way, to say, oh, what's this? What's yeah. this? But he's supposed to be a chemist as Can well. Can I put my dick in this? Can yeah. I put my dick in this? Can I put my dick in this? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to go to your wedding tonight and put my dick in your fiancé, yeah. is basically what he says. It's basically what he's trying to do this film. Mm. And as if there's any question that she'd like, have a flip around from having forgiven her, her fiancé twice yeah. on the third time be like well he probably doesn't love me yeah I'll just shag this other dude called I think Croft yeah. his name Croft <laughs> yeah sounds like I don't it. know I will say that I didn't realise until about five minutes before the end of the film that the main character was called Philip brain nerd brainerd brain nerd pea brain pea brain nerd pea brain nerd he's yeah. a pea brain <laughs> He's nerd. a pea brain nerd. Pea brain nerd. Yeah. Good one, Disney. Snuck <laughs> <laughs> that in, didn't you? Goodness me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the nemesis. Yeah. He's like to me, to uh-huh. my mind and to my notes. Yeah. He is like the second nemesis in this film. Yeah. But they look. To me, there were three. There were three nemesis. He was the third. The robot. Weebo was the nemesis, a nemesis to begin with. No. She sabotages the wedding. She is the nemesis love interest for the yeah. woman. And he's the nemesis love interest for the guy. 
Oh, I suppose. And then there's that that other team of Nemesis. I wonder if there's an edit where he goes off with her at the end. Oh, maybe. He doesn't. She's dead. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Okay. And then I've written here what becomes an emerging problem. I have already mentioned it with 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 Weber, the little robot thing. But this film does have a copyright problem, and that is. <laughs> So this is an issue that Richard feels very strongly about. Cannot stress enough. Hey, how... what, do we, what, do, what, what do we have copyright? What do we have copyleft? That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's not what that's not what you're saying, is it? I mean, I, I could go on. Honestly, like, so Richard <laughs> does not like the artist Adele because she has very poor copyright. She's a public treasure. What's the word? National treasure. I think she has a wonderful voice. And she has some very catchy songs, which then seem to sort of drip into the public consciousness. But she's she's really protective over. Like I, I personally believe that you should let out your artistic work for people to remix and consume in interesting different ways, and let greater artworks be produced. So you've just proved my point hmm? in, in talking almost in depth about how how copyright. But all I'm saying it. here is there are reasons why copyright revisions should be in place, and that is if you have created something that is distinctive enough. And innovative enough to protect it, to give you a chance to, to to work on it and make it better and bring it out. All he has to do with Flubber, all he has to do is copyright it, and, and and he's safe for a little tiny bit, a little tiny bit. And I wonder if this is Disney saying, "Careful now." Oh, I feel like that's Careful tenuous. Now. That's tenuous. Because if we get rid of the copyright, then goons can come in and steal your Mickey Mouse films, <laughs> and that's it. Your Marianne Mouse films. So this is a film about piracy. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like that is pushing it. But why doesn't he know? Why doesn't he know? Because he's so scatty, he's probably forgotten that copyright exists. I mean... He forgot his own fiance three times. <laughs> but he still loves it. But only in a chemical way. Mm, yeah, only in uh-huh. a chemical way. Mm-hmm. Um, only in so much as she'll let him put his willy inside I've also of put here Fanny <laughs> <laughs> I've also put here in terms of the wedding that's a very expensive thing to forget isn't it that yeah. costs hundreds of thousands of pounds I mean well not I mean wow idea. okay Ooh, you should see I the ring in, darling you should I am see in the for ring. a treat um, it's just hair wax <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah. I, I always think people should spend more on hair wax sorry I'm, I keep on jumping around uh, I'm still on the exploding uh, lab scene mm-hmm. I've written. Uh, Wait, is this as he's making flubber now? Are we on so, to the point where he's making flubber? So he's he's he's, he's twisted things, and pressed things, and mm-hmm. you know. Has he seen the little things. things flashing and going hard? After the robot told him she had a fever. Oh no, he has. Yeah, yeah you, okay. you, Have you got something about that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to. I just remember it well. Uh huh. Well, all I've written here is, again, this is, you know, he's supposed to be a professor, Mm, well-esteemed in his field of chemistry and materials. And he's just had a major explosion in his lab. Mm -hmm. Pretty huge. And then the one thing that is left is uh, an iced-up massive container covered in biohazard things, Mm -hmm. and it's shaking, right? It's Mm -hmm. shaking. So it's clearly volatile, could explode. He decides the most intelligent thing to do open it and pop his head right in there <laughs> let all of the gas go straight into his face and go oh I wonder what's in oh, oh what's, what's in there it's probably oh it's a little green man it's Flipper the it's, Dolphin Flipper <laughs> the Dolphin but made of snot um, yeah so Flubber has now entered the arena yeah um, and they speak to each other in farts <laughs> 
I found that quite amusing because we often do that, don't we? We do. We yeah. do we have a little uh, lexicon, don't we? Yeah, just farting back and forth. But you know, in fiction, how like uh, it's a J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm. I don't know how many R's are in his name. Six. Six. J.R.R.R.R.R.R. Tolkien. I might be seven. Uh, he so when he had the elves, he actually made the, a full yeah. language yeah, with him. Yeah. I wonder if for Flubber, the people that wrote Flubber. Oh, definitely, it's like Klingon. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. have to get it right. Yeah, they probably called in like a, a farts language expert. Well, just for those few lines. It's funny. Fun facts here: Bill Nye, the science guy, was brought in as a science specialist on this film for okay. reals. For the farts. For the, not necessarily <laughs> for the farts. So I do think you'll know his thing. Fun fact about Bill Nye, the science guy, is he learnt his dad taught him to um, make do a bow tie when he was like six years old to impress ladies. Oh. That's cool. And then and also then he became a huge nerd. Huge nerd. A bit of pea brain <laughs> nerd. Pea brain. Pea brain nerd. <laughs> And then also the myth buster, <laughs> the myth buster guys, they were brought in as visual arts specialists on the film. Wow, but they didn't say anything about his hair. I should be on that team. I know. That's all I'm saying. I've been saying it for years. Bill Nye, science guy. <laughs> guys are Mythbusters. Marion McRae. Bill Nye, more bow tie. Fine. Mythbusters guys. What do you want? Bigger explosions. Great. Marianne. More hair wax, please. More hair wax. That would have made a much better film. Thank you. Uh, and of course he names flying rubber flubber it's flying plus rubber equals flubber I wouldn't have guessed that no I just thought it was kind of like flubber so there's a funny scene better than because it it could also almost be roofling couldn't it or you you can end it the wrong way around or like a a, a rubbying rubbying yeah rubbying rubbying yeah oh I call it rubbying (laughs) <laughs> Rob Yang <laughs> sounds like Chinese oh what do it mean you speak Chinese uh, they don't really have the letter R so <laughs> it means nothing uh-huh. it means nothing to me boom, boom, oh Chinese boom. Uh, did you know I didn't that originally this film was going to be called uh, Flonny Flonny because of it was going to be called a Flying Johnny wasn't it <laughs> Uh-huh. The Will Ferrell juggling scene yeah. from The Office uh-huh. is one of your favourite scenes, I know. Yeah, yeah, look. Um, and I'm sure it, it still lingers in the hearts of many as a fine piece of television. I tell you, when, when Will Ferrell dies... Oh, don't even. That'll be the link I share next Absolutely. to a sarcastic joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe that scene originated in the movie Flubber because he juggles with the Flubber. And guys, Flubber's not real. Oh, my God. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, it's just CGI, isn't it? So Robin Williams was doing all the juggling and, like, literally throwing it under his legs and batting it back and forth exactly the way that Will Ferrell does it in The Office. Yeah. Although it's not as funny. No, it isn't. He's, sort of work, he's not really working off much. No. I feel like a lot of the film, is, they sort of went, Robin, can you just do that thing you do where you, you're funny? And yeah. he goes, okay. I don't think they Sorry. gave oh. him... I don't think this character was big enough for Robin Williams. No, they didn't. Like, there were some little bits of serious acting where he was very convincing. Yeah. And then some little bits of funny stuff, but I don't actually think he had that many funny I wonder lines. if this was the film he used to audition for Goodwill Hunting. Maybe, because he was know, a professor, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Probably mm-hmm. have similar hair. Maybe he probably used Dead Poet Society, but yeah, maybe it was this one. I reckon the guys who made the film, Bill Nye, Science Guy, Mythbusters, <laughs> etc. Marianne Mouse. Saw Marianne the Magic Wizard Mouse. Saw Dead Poet Society and went, oh yeah, him. Yeah. 
He, I agree. He can be the flubber man. Yeah, he's convincing. Was the son of a flubber man. Anyway, moving on. Subtext of this film. Partially funded higher education. Yeah. This is a, it it is, I mean, it's the, uh, the modern day horror story, isn't it? Yeah. This We're man, living it now, guys. We are living it right now. Why is this man being asked to teach students? He's clearly a researcher. <laughs> He's clearly very mentally ill. Oh, yeah, also there is the Alzheimer's <laughs> aspect of it. But he, I mean, put him in a room somewhere and let him, you know. Anyway, and then the front page of a newspaper. This is a good front page for any mm. budding journalists. College flunks maths. That, I didn't understand that. was like, did everyone just fail maths? I guess so. But that, that's not it really front page realistic. news. It doesn't seem realistic, no. You know? Unless it was the college paper. Man of rent flying robot. Doesn't tell exactly. anyone for years. Has a fair with. <laughs> yeah, puts dick in. Forgets wedding three times. <laughs> that's bigger news. So many me. things. Yeah. Than shit students at yeah. a university. So yeah, uh, college flunks maths. And then we're all like, Wesley Crusher? Oh my God. Yeah. This film has an all-star cast. Yeah. Wesley Crusher Acker Will Wheaton yeah. is in this movie, guys. I had no idea. Yeah. You know who else is in it? Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs and Ted from Scrubs. <laughs> guys, you cannot get A-list names like this in movies could anymore. You, could you imagine the red carpet beforehand, a flubber? I don't even want Robin to imagine Williams it because it's too exciting. A big man in a big green bubbly outfit. <laughs> Like a kind of inverse Mr. Blobby. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> like all the rest are sort of covering their faces. Yeah. Coming in under the towels like they're cr- criminals going out of a house. Mm. No one watching. <laughs> <laughs> and a carpet muddied. <clears throat> I do remember this being one of the films that my mum did not want to go, at, go and see at the cinema. She seemed pretty keen on the phone. No, she said, she did say that's not the kind of film I would watch. Yeah, but she's a grown woman. Mm, no, even back then, she wouldn't have wanted to see it. She was a grown woman then. She was. Yeah, but you know, she's doing all those mum things, wasn't she? Like what? Like uh, Babe. Babe Pig? Babe in the Pig. City. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, that's one of her favourite films. Exactly. Flub is basically Mrs. Doubtfire plus Ooh, science. It's not, is yeah. it? He never. He does not set his titties on fire, <laughs> and that is the best scene in that film. What in Flubber? Oh, that was what my callback was. In fact, now you brought Mrs. Doubtfire up when I was like, jump around, ah. oh, oh, jump around. It references Flubber, the creation, and also his yeah. other movie, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, because nice. as we all remember, um, he gets up on a table and jumps around. <laughs> And the house full of. And then the bitch mum comes home and fucking ruins the party. Yeah. He's got all these farm animals in the house. He is having a good time. <laughs> Again, he, potentially mentally ill, we don't know. He is a responsible father. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a lovely dad, though. I isn't know, he? I know. Yeah, but anyway, we're he not. He plays football about... with them, dresses as an old woman. They don't even know what football is. He has to learn. Soccer. There's, there's a whole bit. That wasn't in the film, probably, where he's watching, like, the EPL, Premier League, trying to work out how to play the game. So he knows enough banter just to get them into the game. Oh, great goal there! <laughs> that was my message out impression. It was really good. I sounded nothing like Pierce Brosnan, but... Um, mm. um, I wonder if this is where they got the idea for Breaking Bad. <laughs> what? Because there was a scene where the villain comes into the uh, into the, the garage. Yeah, this bit, there. so I but. Bu- 
I'm like, Robin Williams is being spied on for some reason. I missed it because of cheese again. I was baking a camembert. <laughs> there was, was so much cheese action today. I was baking a camembert. So all that happened was, Gillum's come in. They, they're there to sort of... They're to do with Wesley Crusher. They're there to do with Wesley Crusher. So Wesley Crusher, he needs grades. And the only one who's got any integrity to say no is, is obviously this forgetful old man, Mr. Robin Williams. He oh, can't be swayed okay. by anything. Right. And if he doesn't get this grade, he loses out on his basketball scholarship. Now it makes more sense to me. Yeah, it still doesn't make any sense. Why would he <laughs> that be That was on? like a crucial scene for me to have missed. Not really. Um, <laughs> and so these two sort of dunderheads come in and they go to the house to try and, you know, persuade him. That's Buffalo Bill and his twin brother. I don't know what his name was. Exactly. And what happens is they are end, end up in a very, like, a very reduced version of Home Alone with one very specific Home Alone fall, which is when you slip on ice, mm-hmm. all your limbs flail and you go backwards and yeah. then something hits you on the head. Yeah. Okay? And that happened in this film, I think, five, I, six times. I thought... Home Alone quite a lot th- during that scene as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he he's covered like bowling balls in flubber. So <laughs> this is another problem I have. Again, Steam Professor doing experiments. Mm. He's just discovered a new material. It's elastic. It can it can fly potentially. It's right? really very. It increases uh, energy. From the more energy you put in, it gets more. It it, it never loses energy. Mm. It gets greater energy, which is obviously impossible in terms of. <laughs> Let's but, not go into it. To test it out, he covers a golf ball and it drops it. A golf ball? A golf ball. Guys, we know how hard a golf ball is, right? Test two. After he's like, oh, that was quite hard. Test two. I'll just try a bowling ball now. That seems the obvious step up. My question about the bowling ball is, though, this guy doesn't seem to have hobbies outside of science. Why has he got a bowling ball in his house? I can't imagine him like, oh, Thursday night, I'm on a bowling team. I'll just take my own personal bowling ball down to the alleys with me and go for a bit of a bowl. He's actually a very good bowling player (laughs) in a bowling team, but he just forgets to play every week. That is really sad. And then he's just like, oh, what's this thing doing here? I'll just use it for flubbering experiments. For flubbering. But why not (laughs) a bounce, like like a, a tennis ball? Yeah. You know? Or like a, a bit of a pillow or something. What what I might call a feather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of like stuffing. Uh-huh. You know? Which is often feathers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my thinking about Breaking Bad was that um, basically both shows, film, are about a man who's a teacher mm. in some sort of financial straits mm-hmm. who through their skill of science, <clears throat> develop something that puts them into criminal jeopardy. I don't know so much if he's in criminal jeopardy. I just want a remake with Brian Cranston as uh, the Robin Williams character. I mean, I think they are in talks to do a remake this year. A gritty new remake of <laughs> Flubber. You know, <laughs> reboot. That's what it yeah. needs. It needs the reboot, doesn't it? Um... So yeah, then he invents a flubber-powered car in one in one night after he's covered a bowling ball in flubber. He's like, oh wait, I can probably make this fly. Bearing in mind, he doesn't he doesn't drive anywhere. No. He goes on on a solar scooter to school. Yeah. He's we... just got this really rather lovely car, yeah. vintage car in the garage, which the garage we remember is his lab. Yeah. So, so it's got stuff everywhere. Where's the space? Oh, yeah, there was one moment, actually, when he threw the golf ball, or was it the bowling ball? One of the really heavy uh, balls. Mm-hmm. He threw it, and it just, like, burst open a gas canister. <laughs> and there was just, like, probably noxious gases going everywhere. Oh, it was helium. Oh, okay. That's why he does the high voice at the end of that scene. I didn't hear that. 
It was so oh, high. Oh, clever. It was something like that. Okay, probably helium in that quantity is too dangerous for a human being to inhale. It seems a waste. Probably would have frozen his vocal cords. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he invents this car and it can fly. So him and Weibo go off for a fly yeah. up into the clouds. And what, what I like about this is the flying robot is afraid of being in a flying car despite the fact she can already yeah. fly. Yeah. She's hovering within the car and be like, whoa, don't crash it. It's like, yeah. well, you'll be fine. Um, I had issues with the fact that they go far too high up because yeah. then obviously the car fails and they have to come back down again. Mm. But also when she says, is this heaven? They've just gone through the clouds. That's as far as they've gone. He says, almost. And then he didn't say it. It's West Virginia. For all the Olivia and Newton John fans out there. And he didn't say that. But also he didn't say, no, this isn't heaven. This is just perspiration. That's formed clouds. <laughs> Why don't I give you a lesson in meteorology? <laughs> he also didn't say, no, it's not heaven. Why do you believe in heaven? You're a robot. <laughs> Why... You know, I didn't yeah. think that artificial intelligence had a concept of an afterlife. I mean, at the very least, you must know that I am your creator. Yeah, so it's like... Your we, conception of God. He is your God. Yeah. I suppose, then who else would you ask if this is heaven? Yeah, but how would she... I feel like she would know what heaven was. I mean, she'd know I what it was. I feel like she would know what clouds were. Yeah. Yeah, no. She'd no. know what outside of yeah, the Yeah, I feel earth like is. she would know, like, what, what the Earth's atmosphere is. Yeah. So I just feel like that whole scene was so so unrealistic. And yet throughout this, you're just thinking, he's already invented a flying robot. Mm -hmm. How is that powered? (laughs) Why can't he turn that into a flying car? Yeah. And then there comes a little... I think it's powered by battery. I have a note here that says that the rival love interest reminds me of Will Arnett, which reminds me that Will Arnett was in my dream last night. So last night I had a dream that Chumbo went missing. I was heartbroken. Um, And then... No, I was backstage at SNL with Amy Poehler and Will Arnett came by in like a salsa shirt and was like, hi! Um, And that was it. That's all I remember. That was the entire dream. Mm -hmm. Your dream. It's Tina Fey's nightmare. (laughs) And then I've got a note that says, would you fuck a robot if it came down to it? If it came down to it. If it came down to it, would you fuck a robot? If it came down to it. Define Mm -hmm. if it came down to it. If, for instance, that robot had made a hologram of itself... And it was on top of you when you woke up and was like, we're doing this. Would you? It's a holiday. I mean, yes, of course I would. Uh, yeah, but I'm laid in the bed next to you. Bear in mind, I have created this robot. I'm laid in the bed next to you. You've created a robot. Don't give a shit, mate. You would have sex with the robot you created. Of course I would, yeah. In front of me. Yeah, of course I would. We're done. Let's just finish this podcast so then we can break up properly. <laughs> Uh, and then we go on to the basketball scene. Which... Flubber is going <clears throat> to the b-ball game. So... So basically, the blue team is a team of nerds. Yeah. From from the college that is failing. Yeah. Um, and I said, they're no Mighty Ducks. No, they're not. Certainly no they're Mighty Ducks. They're just a bunch ducks. of fat kids. Yeah. The thing with the blue team is that, if you think about it, the Will Wheaton character... He was supposed to... He's got a basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to play... Because he's been because flunking. Because he's failing. He's flunking mm-hmm. maths. Yeah. So part of the reason why the team might be so shit is because all their star players have been flunked. Okay, I mean, Will Wheaton is perennially a nerd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's a perennial nerd. Know. There's no way that he is a jock, to my mind. No, Sure. Wow. So that's, that makes it even he, more unbelievable. He's a jock amongst nerves. Nerves? Nerds. He's really not. 
I think that was a that was he, a poor casting choice to my mind. Well, so the reason why he was cast is because he looked like the original character in the original film. Oh, I forgot there was an original, but yeah. still. Fun fact: in this this film was provisionally produced by Steven Spielberg. Ooh. Mm. It wasn't in the end, but he almost did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wonder uh, what that film would have been like. It would have been any good. Um, <laughs> So uh, and then in the middle of the basketball sequence, so the, the setting up the basketball match. So wait, we've not even discussed the fact that the fiance is yeah. going to the basketball match with the love nemesis. Yeah. Uh, the Will Arnett character, and he if if her team wins, the blue team. Yeah. Then he has to buy her dinner or something. She has to buy him dinner. And then if his team wins, she joins him for a weekend in the mountains. Uh, so obviously we're supposed to root for the blue team even more because of that yeah so this is why Flubber goes to the basketball game because Ron Williams is trying to cheat to make sure that the blue team wins so that, so that she doesn't go away to the mountains she only and to goes prove to her that he missed the wedding for a legitimate reason which was to make some green goo it's not legitimate just FYI see part of this film could be that he is undergoing a psychosis and what happened was <laughs> On the night of his wedding, he was just having a wank, and he was just like, "Oh!" And then he had this green goo, and then why he, is it green for starters? Well, this is the thing; he's got a horrible condition, and so next day when he runs into the look, Fluffer, trying to explain why he wasn't at the wedding, she's like, "Oh." <laughs> No? Goodness me. I mean, sure, put it up on one of those conspiracy sites and see what people think. Okay. Give us your thoughts, guys. We'd yeah. love to hear them. Um, but in midway through the basketball sequence, uh, we have one of the most important scenes in movie history, mm-hmm. which is the flubber dancing sequence. Mm. Um, yeah, which is completely meaningless. Yeah. Because the last thing that Robin says to Weebo before he leaves is, don't open the flubber. Weebo. Yes, while I'm out, you're in charge, okay? Okay. No phone calls to Russia again. I think that was Weber. Oh. Make sure the flubber stays in the tank. Got it. Under no circumstances are you to release it. Of course. Because you know what would happen. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes, sir, I understand. Promise? Have no fear. That's my girl. <laughs> Go, Medfield! <laughs> And obviously he was like, yes, because why? Why would you train? Why would you program a robot to do exactly what you don't want them to do, <laughs> among other things? And yeah. why would why would she open up? What what possible desire is there to see this flubber running around? But then because the f- it's obviously her beloved spunk, she wants to get in amongst it. <laughs> but then, so then the flubber comes out and it's like music. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, like, sort of Mexican music. What would we call that? Like, salsa. Yeah. Are they salsering? Another interesting aspect to all this is to realise that the personification, the the anthropomorphism of the material, is like is like really quite harsh because inevitably all Robin Williams wants to do is sell his new friend. Yeah, and he just wants to like throw it against walls and make people jump up and, and down And manufacture it. it into flying cars. Yeah. Like, that's not a lie. So yeah, I, I feel like we didn't really get a character out of Flubber. Like, there was, you know, like, 
for a moment I was thinking like, oh, it's a bit like the Minions from Despicable Me. Yeah. But we didn't have a character like a Bob. No. Who was like a lovable little flubber guy who was his little friend. They they deliberately made it so that it was always, it was either, hey, it's the the cool flubber kid, Mm. or it's thousands and millions of exactly the same thing, but smaller. Yeah. And they they are one of the same thing. I would have liked a little flubber guy who was like able to speak to him in farts and just give him advice about how to use flubber or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad that the flubber had rhythm and it did a whole dance routine. Absolutely. It was beautiful. But do you remember that being on TV a lot or or being part of the advertising? Probably, yeah. Like, but that was definitely a scene. It was just to show off what they could do. Yeah. And to be fair... It was very good. It does look quite good. Yeah. This stands to me, alongside Jurassic Park, Hmm. being the kind of films which CG just doesn't... It doesn't age. It still looks really good today. Yeah, I agree. I mean, story-wise, it doesn't stand up to to Jurassic Park, but... Well... Uh, And then, so at the end of the basketball sequence, Fat Kid threw the net. Oh yeah, that's classic. The, that's the win. Yeah, because the, the, the fat kid gets some flubber on his bum, doesn't he, to make him? Because it's obviously going to be the fat child who falls on his bum. Yeah. So like a tortoise on its shell. Yeah. So he smacks him on the bum to get some flubber on there, and Peter he can Park. bounce back up. Dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Professors should not be. They're probably all going to see, need to see a character. Um. So then, obviously, the woman goes over and makes up with Philip Brainerd. Well, um, not initially. Initially, she, she's like, ugh, go home oh, and play yeah, with your Weebo rubber, goes she says. Home. Go home and play with your dep. Yeah, yeah, that's what she says. Go home and play with your rubber, yeah. Because uh, you said exactly that she meant condom. And, and then uh, we have a sequence in which uh, there is a chessboard in the kitchen, just for no reason, because he's, yeah. he's a professor. That's what you do, isn't it? Do you have a fruit bowl? You have a you red have and a white set. chess set. Yeah. Just so, especially when you're living alone, in case you just want to try out a few Sicilian openings, you know? <laughs> you could play with Weebo. Uh, My, you said <clears> something <throat> funny about the fact, like, when she goes over to make up with Philip. Yeah. She walks in and just kind of hovers over him, touches him on the forehead. He's, she's like, it's me. And then they, like, they kiss. And you're like, woman goes over to make up, they start fucking loads, and Weebo is just filming in the corner. <laughs> that was, I mean, that would have been a nice end to the film, I think. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what a way to advertise your new personal assistant that can film, it can be your calendar, yeah. ideally a reliable diary, that sort of thing. Yeah. Then a sex video that goes viral. <laughs> you know, that's a good way of advertising it. it just, Absolutely, it's what Paris Hilton did, isn't it? Exactly, when she yeah. was bringing out her new product. That's, I mean, why, I mean, why do you think smartphones are so popular? I don't even know what one is. Um, <laughs> what is a Paris Hilton? <laughs> uh, so then she, the, the fiancé is like, I know how we save the school. We'll sell your flying car idea. Yeah. yeah. Whilst they're out flying in the car, Uh-oh. the goons come over and... Um, try to steal their product again copyright wouldn't be an issue yeah also Um, though I mean this goes back to the whole Hillary Clinton email server situation don't do this kind of work in your home address this should be done in a the reason why it's in a laboratory in in a safe environment is that it can be locked down and kept secure overnight not exactly. while you're flying out on a magic carpet ride in a rancid old but car but this is Disney isn't it copyright <clears throat> Disney. Um, 
so yeah, the goons go over and steal the flubber. And also unnecessary to sort of destroy stuff. Yeah, and kill Weebo. Uh, yeah, and I've written here, why doesn't she film the goons? Hmm. So, so that he can download the video later. Like, well, these, so, well, again, but this comes down to copyright. If you can have film of them stealing your stuff, you go, well, that, that, that stuff's mine. Yeah. You know? This is why the police should be involved in these situations. We have <laughs> mechanisms within the state that allow for these interactions without having to have remarkable confrontations involving green bits of... I mean, again... But it, it's, it makes for better drama when the, when the two leads go and save the day, doesn't it? But Rather if, than the cops taking it over and us having to wait 15 months until they <laughs> properly investigate it. But then if there is, like, a psychosis incident, him going over to the house with his girl covered in green spunk right? it's like Popeye with spinach and they think they've been emboldened <laughs> by this thing I've got spunk in my hands yeah. bah, 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 bah. anyway um, yeah Weebo dies that's probably the most touching moment in the film yeah. when he cradles her and he's like oh don't die please <laughs> um, oh yeah I said that Weebo destroys so much more in that workshop than they do anyway yeah like trying around. to help she's just like yeah. trashing everything yeah um, she should know better but she has uh, um, as part of her programming and her dying wish is that she has put together plans for her child. We better. We we bet to, and we better move on because it's just taking a long time. Yeah. So there was some nice product placement of Ford. I'm really hoping that that was the initial. Ford came to Disney and said, "We'll pay you lots of money to put us in a film, make a film around that," and they came up with the idea of Flubber. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> What would we do? Yeah. Ugh, Ford, 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 Ford. Flying car. A second, mm. a second attempt was like cars. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll just say cars. But the first attempt was flubber. Yeah. So they pull into the garage after all this goons, after the goons have trashed it. And they're like, wow, I never thought I'd see so many zeros. Obviously Ford have offered them a lot of money. Maybe 10, $100. Yeah. We just don't know at this point. Probably the same amount of money that they gave to Disney to put their their product into the film and make a film around that. Yeah. Um, and as you you rightly said, why would they want to save the school at that point, which has been nothing but cruel to them? Yeah. Just take the money and run. He yeah. invented it. Yeah. So he I mean, have this the money. product, if he licenses it out, uh, bear in mind he can go to Ford. Any of the big car companies know that they're in a massive competition. They will pay big money, and not only big money, but they'll also license it out. Any future cars built using this technology would then also make money. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's Ford or whoever. Yeah. He could license this out and make huge amounts of money. He could easily set up his own school for yeah. that. So he's such a scatty scientist that he's just not got the business acumen he's to not, handle no. a product like this. You could imagine him being destroyed in the Dragon's Den. Oh, big time. He'd just turn up. Big time. I've got this little... I mean, obviously, if it's a jar of spunk, he's, he's going to be locked out of it. <laughs> With security, I think. But <laughs> if it is like a realistic flubber and he's waving at them, and, and like like Peter Jones, for example, he'd be punching the shit out of the flubber. Oh yeah. Just to just like, oh, it doesn't work, it doesn't yeah. work. Uh, and then Theo would be like, oh, no. <laughs> and Deborah Can you make it into underwear. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bra man. <laughs> Can you make bras with that? Um, don't even know who the rest are. Uh, but we digress. <laughs> uh, as usual. Um, so Weibo leaves a very sexually charged message from beyond the grave yeah. as he's downloading all her information she's like oh I'm so sorry this happened but please be kind to my daughter and then there's plans for this other robot that she wants him to create so then just skipping to the end um, Weibetta is like ah oh, mum Flubber's being gross so 
Robin Williams and the fiance have adopted this robot that he built. It's like him and Weibo parented a child. Yeah. And it has been adopted by the other woman. Well, yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, but, but Weibo wasn't his love interest in the first place. Well, you could say that she is was... It, it's just a very strange triangle that's going there on. There is a me. strange triangle, especially as Weibo is the one that saves the relationship. Mm. In the end, she is the, the one end. that's sabotaged it in the first place. Yeah, but she made amends. There, there was, that was a huge plot. Unlike Big Mac in Casualty. Let's not go there. Uh, yes, yeah, that was another one of the. What? She, I think, Weibo for me was the main plot hole in this whole thing. Yeah. Like her, her character arc did not make any sense really, when you pick it apart. Yeah, they obviously wanted to have that in the film, mm. but also hadn't re- They didn't deal it with it as a proper character. Yeah, and it's like she, she's like a cool flying robot who can basically do anything, and. They completely fail the Bechdel test by just making her interested in a boy. That's it. That's her story, really. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm so in love with the professor. I always like, call Give it... me a fucking break, Jane Austen. I always call it the Bechamel test. Yeah. Because I like Bechamel sauce. Because you spear Bechamel on the video. <laughs> yeah. And if it turns blue, then, then you know you... that it's sexist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I've written here, lol, Kano, there's a bit uh, when... They are, they are in. So they've they've gone to the goon's house and they've confronted them, and he's like been like shifted, you know, sort of mm. like oh, have we got a weapon or whatever? And they find a small little gun, oh, and it's a little. It turns out it's a squirt gun, and then and he needs it to keep the, the temperature of the flubber down, right? Excuse me. And what they what the guy does is he says to one guy, "Give it to him," and he starts to shoot him. He goes, no, 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 give it with to the him. With the water gun. With the water gun. And again and again, he keeps misunderstanding. Because like, he's a goon. No, he's no, just, he's but a goon. Let him have it. And he just shoots him again. He goes, no, put it in his hand and let him have it. And he aims at the hand. It is a the hilarious scene, The scene sequence. goes on for far too long. Far too long. It was like a one-time joke at best. But I think it was possibly my favourite moment in movies 2016 so far. Wow. Wow. And we've watched a lot of films so far. Yeah, so that was really good. Wow, that is a, a big, big title to hold there. I also put but in we will, here... we'll let you know if, if that changes. Uh, with that in mind, uh, and then you just throw it out of your mind, uh, the punching and basketball physics do not make any sense if you have flubber on your hands. The idea is that if you push it against something, it then mm. it reacts. But then sometimes it just doesn't. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But also when with punching, <coughs> if you've got it on there... Doesn't, I mean, that's not going to hurt him more. It's just going to hurt your hand when you punch it back. Yeah. I mean... I mean, so the bit that didn't make any sense for me, the nemesis love interest yeah. accidentally ingests some flubber. Yeah. And before the scene finished, I said, oh, imagine if imagine you poo after you, you eat some flubber. Yeah. And then obviously it comes out of his bum. Yeah. Really fast. Before it... It, yeah. it blows like... Uh, what 30 centimetre in diameter hole in the back of his trousers and he just kind of falls on the floor but I really think his anus would be bleeding profusely at that point it was it was unrealistic he'd eaten flubber it had shot out of his back passage and there was no blood and all he said was oh mummy yeah he 
he would be dead. And that would be a weird murder. Like, like a, I mean, so, I mean, I assume, given that he invented the, the flubber, mm. and especially if it is his own Yeah, he'd semen, be culpable. He would easily be culpable. Yeah. Second degree murder, minimum. Because that flubber has shredded that man's insides to yeah. come out at that sort of force. And, that, and that's so quickly to pass through yeah. that quickly. I mean, I wrote here, <clears throat> would you rather pee out or poo out flubber if you accidentally ingested oh it? Oh my God. Um, I'd rather give birth to it as a child, I think. <laughs> I have that option. I have that option. Do you? Yeah, poo baby. <laughs> yeah, I but mean... I've, I've written here, so um, the, the, the the great headline is, uh, Professor Peabrain saves college, and I've written, from what? Its own disastrous financial decisions. Yeah. Why is it taking out a massive loan from an, a clearly an evil man? Mm. But yes, there is a problem with school funding in this country, and certainly in America. This film is, is a reflection <laughs> of that imbalance. A direct reflection yeah. from 20 years ago. Yeah. This problem is still alive and well, yeah. everybody. Um, but my main, main gripe with this film, I know I've had a lot, it seems ridiculous to me that he doesn't have one spare hour just to pop to City Hall and marry that woman. <laughs> one spare hour. Yeah. I would... Like, he... I, feel like, I feel like there wouldn't have really been... There didn't need to be that, that love interest aspect in this film. The important It could have just been an action film about science. They didn't need that love story. That annoyed me quite a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> what I will say about the wedding thing, one wedding, I'm not saying I'll do it, but it's understandable that someone as flit-witted as him might forget such a thing. Wedding two, you have him up with a chaperone. You have someone, a best man, for example. Exactly, where to was get his him best man? At the wedding. Yeah. It was a fucking piece. Of, it was Weebo was his best man. Yeah, that's true. A sex robot. He no, built. I think it was that toaster-headed Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, you say that, but you do forget to close the cupboard doors after yourself. Yeah, I'm not gonna forget a wedding twice. How do, how do we know? <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> You know that I know I have a bad memory sometimes, and I'm, I'm a bit whatever. But for the amount of money I've put, just in a, as a deposit down <laughs> on that wedding, I'm going. <laughs> I'm that shrewd. I would not forget that wedding. <laughs> so that was what we thought about flubber. That was flubber. Should we do uh, a? Uh... Do you want to do the randomizer now? I tell you, we could do. We have the three options, and people could email in. Oh, okay, okay, that's a good idea. Okay, so what so we're going to just do the tombola machine, get three options, um, and then email us with your preference of which you would like us to chat about next week. And if you like Flubber, let us know. Let yeah. us know your thoughts about Flubber. If you've seen it, watch it now. If you yeah. haven't seen it, don't watch it, <laughs> and just have a guess. Uh, let us know what your thoughts. Let us know if there's anything you're excited for us to, to cover and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, Again, if anyone wants to come and join in, you are more than welcome to. More than welcome to. We can provide tea, coffee, dog cuddles. You could provide money. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can bring your own snacks, cheapskates. So, option one. Tumbala, 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 oh, tumbala, 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 oh. Twistaway three. Oh my god. Ooh. Option two. Robin Hood. 
aka Mary McRae's favorite. <sighs> oh, it's the film Planes, Fire and Rescue. Oh my god. What? The sequel to Cars. Oh my but god. But not the direct sequel, the offshoot from Cars. Planes. Planes, Fire and Rescue. Are we doing that one? Oh my god, it's a sequel to Planes. <laughs> Wait, was that in the cinema though? Yes. Are you sure? Planes was huge. Oh my god. Okay. Well, they're the three options. I'm excited about the first two. But not so much about the third one. Uh, but email in, <laughs> do message and tweet and whatnot about what you would like us to watch and chit chat about. As if. Uh, I know I have a preference. <laughs> gonna gonna pop a star next to the one I would most like to watch. Good golly. Um, that is a tough list. Mm. Do you want the immense uh, psychological, epic. wonderful, epic film that is? Planes. <laughs> or do you want the, the, the shit that is Toy Story 3? Or do you want somewhere in the middle a classic film about a fox that steals from a lion? And he's really good with a bow and arrow. With a character It's called... like an, an olden days Hunger Games, guys. Yeah. I'll save that for the podcast. Oh there. my god. Tears welling up <laughs> in my breasts. So. Um, yeah, just be in touch with us. Let us know. Email in. Um, I don't know the email address, but you can tweet. We don't have an. We do have an email address. It's elmo elmo at elmo dot com forward slash me three comedy. But if you tweet at me three underscore comedy and talk to us on Facebook, send a letter. Yeah, post to us. PO box <laughs> one two three four four five six seven eight London slash Edinburgh. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, and we'll see you very soon. Thank you very much for listening. See you on the other side. Goodbye. Oh, also, would anyone be interested in us doing a podcast where we just watch the last videos from... The TV show Any Dream Will Do, which was by Andrew Lloyd Webber trying to find his Joseph... We'd really like to re-watch them all and podcast them. Anybody interested in that, please let us know. <laughs> and we will do it. <laughs> <laughs>